0: everybody. Welcome to The Soulful Eclectic. I am your host, Diana Collins, and I want to welcome you back to Season 3, everybody. Woo-hoo. I've made it to Season 3. Wonderful. Thank you so much, everybody, for being a part of the podcast. I've gotten so much great feedback that I'm just ready to rock and roll and just continue to plow forward as we move on to this great, great year. Okay, I'm, I'm manifesting a great year. I'm manifesting great years to come because these past couple of years have been strenuous for a lot of us. So, for those of you who are new to the podcast and don't know much about me, my name is Diana Collins. I am a nurse practitioner, nurse educator, and I also own my own business, um, Collins Education Resource Management. And also, I am an actress, a model, and all those things. And so, um, just kind of a quick reintroduction to who I am. And I just love talking about love, love, life, wellness, um, being your authentic self. And I invite guests on that talk about how they, how they became their authentic selves. Right? I mean, I'm sorry, I had a, like a little brain freeze there, but I've talked to so many great. People that um, I just they just talk about how they became and and walked into their authentic self and how they present their authentic self on a day to day basis, which is really hard and if we take account to the the interactions that we all have had in our lives. I'm pretty sure some of those interactions weren't our authentic self, but it's really cool to talk and have those conversations with individuals that you know started out rough and you know built themselves into something great, writers, actors, those kinds of things, and it i I love to show their road to success. So if this is the first time you you're listening, well, welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time out. If you are coming back, I want to say, well, hot damn, thank you so much for coming back. And welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I appreciate you all so, so much. Um, So just a quick recap for season two. If you haven't, please check it out. Um, We have about 28 episodes for season two. We closed out with um, Arizona's Exceptional Woman to 2021, and uh, we had a great conversation about love life, her hardships and, and just becoming Arizona's exceptional woman twenty twenty one. And um and we talked about life, love, being from different cultures and how we have similar interactions in our within our cultures, but it just we look different, right? Um and then just growing as an individual. So we talked about a lot of different things. So go back and you know check them out if you haven't. Um, but if you have and you're all caught up, thank you so much for being here. I do appreciate you. So I just want to say that it's been a really uh, crazy, crazy year. I've I've done so much in this year and uh, building uh, the brand, building me, and just it's been a growth and it's been some ups and downs, like with anything that we have going on. But, um, I just wanted to just let you guys know, I appreciate you and thank you for taking your time out and subscribing and being a part of the soul tribe. The other thing I've been working on is I've written a book, right? And I'm writing a book. I haven't written it yet. It's, it's still in the, in the creative writing process, but, um, i I'm using a ghostwriter, so if anyone wants to to write their book, I have a great ghostwriter um Shannon, and she is her company is named beautifully screwed and yes, that is her company's name, and she is amazing so um let me know if you decide you want to write your book, but I wanted to mention that I was writing a book because I never thought. And I still sometimes do think that no one wants to hear what the hell I have to say. But here I am on a podcast telling you about life, love, and, and other people's experiences. But I, I in all honesty, I feel like sometimes people don't care to hear about your life story. And um, great for you, you came out of it on top. But what does that have to do for me? And with that... I, you know, no one has expressed that to me in in that format, but I can see that because of just the nature of the things and the topics that we we discuss, right? So a lot of people can have that that thought process about like, what does that have to do with me? That's your life. That's your story. Well, we come on here as guests as hosts we tell our stories we share our failures and our triumphs to show that there is light at the end and it's not even though you're struggling now if you keep pressing forward at some point you'll see the light and it's hard to see when you're when you're going through all that wind and rain and tumultuous weather and things of that nature it's hard to see it but I like to show that in stages it does get better and, and and even though that better looks like someone said you look good today or someone paid for your coffee those small things lead up to bigger things and when we start looking at those little um blessings that we receive we'll start to see bigger blessings as we start to appreciate the small ones so um when i'm writing when i'm telling my story as i'm writing this book i didn't realize how much i have done number one um i am i will happily tell everyone my age i am 46 years old and um It's amazing as I am staging out my life and the experiences that I have had. It's amazing for me to actually see and hear the things that I have done, the things that I have been through, and the things that I've overcome. I've overcome. And one of the things I I tend to say is like, you know, um, we're trying to change our verbiage, right? Right. And how we see ourselves and how we see things, that's one of the big things because your words have power. And so what I try to do is try to not be in that victim mentality because I wasn't a victim. I was victorious in a situation. And the other thing is I try not to say situations or things people have done to me have made me stronger. I've always been strong. They were just that catalyst to show me that I have the ability to come through it. Um, so that, that for me, I see I'm taking that power and that, um, I don't know, gratitude, I would like to say, from that person that victimized me or victimized another individual. Um, I'm taking that power away from them and putting it back to me. And, you know, you take that power away from them and you put it back to you. That's what I want to see. That's what I, what we plan when we share our stories on um, the podcast. And as you see, it's very eclectic. We talk about any and everything. Um, and one of the things while I was doing my book, um, I actually, uh, I don't know what chapter I was on. I, I don't. Recall what chapter we were doing, but I ended up watching Mary J. Blige's "My Life," right? Uh, and if anyone is a fan of Mary J., I, I would suggest you take a, a gander at it and and watch it. But um, wow, "My Life," hey, okay. When her first album dropped, I was I, I, I had it on cassette. <laughs> Right, I was on the A train going to school. I was in high school, and uh, and I'm listening to what's the four one one, right? And then I'm just like, wow. So as she's as I'm watching and listening to her story, and she's sharing that is so many of our stories, Um, no matter what color you are. It just so happens the black and brown community. Uh, is afflicted with um those types of situations more often than not but it doesn't mean that our white some of our white counterparts who are in the lower socioeconomic status um does not fall into that either because they do they do and and you know it was really great to see a a, a rainbow of colors and individuals enjoying Um, Mary sharing her life and uh, watching her life I personally never grew up in the projects I didn't live in a project building until um, I think my kids were two or three and that was only for a few years while I finished nursing school so I don't have that true New York project experience um, and I want to Thank my mother for that. God bless her. She worked her ass off to make sure that we, um, even though we still lived in a ghetto, we weren't of the ghetto. And uh, I, I, I commend her for that because I know it wasn't easy, not at all. Uh, so with that, that's also one of those things that I've, I've been thinking about when I when while writing the book but times back then were really hard and, and not to say that they're not hard now because it's harder now because when I look back um, getting an apartment getting a job and all these things were much easier back then now you have to pretty much lay your whole life on the line just to get a job there some jobs are running your credit report right to get an apartment you definitely get your credit ran every time um, and they judge you based on that. So not to say that that wasn't a thing back then, but we only saw it back then when we were looking to buy cars and houses and those those big purchases. So now even for getting simple day-to-day living, these things are uh, obstructing our day-to-day lives. And with that, uh, it makes it that much harder for our children to get uh, places and things like that. So, yeah. So watching her life kind of took me back to my life and the experiences that I've had growing up, you know, the love, the loss, the, I thought you were my only one. And you know, the, the, the taken of being taken advantage of, and, you know, being in places that you probably shouldn't have been, but you know, God watches over babies and fools. Right. And, um, I can damn well say I was a a damn fool, <laughs> okay, on many levels, because I was in places I probably never should have been. Um, sorry, mom, I know you probably don't know half the places I've been, uh, but yeah, I mean, I grew up in New York, and you know, my mom was very sheltering, and so you you did. You know, go to different places just to see what the life was like back, you know, in those areas. But um, I, 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 even though I, I did go to some areas I probably shouldn't have been in, um, we knew enough to stay out of, of those areas that we really shouldn't be in. And those areas, unfortunately, were the white, Italian, Russian, Jewish areas of New York. Um a lot of us were would just go to get food or whatever we we know a, a good Italian restaurant that's in um Bensonhurst or uh Howard Beach or whatever and those areas back then were we weren't we, we it, i mean it was an unsaid said rule that we weren't allowed in those areas because the moment you entered those areas you were severely discriminated against but Be that as it may, um, times have changed a little bit. It's a little bit uh, more friendlier than it used to be. Still not the most warm and fuzzy place you want to be. But um, watching Mary J and, you know, she grew up in Yonkers and the projects and things like that. And, you know, just seeing that part of life, you know, transpire, transform for her. Um, just on her uh, you know, singing ability and her marketability, it, it, it was beautiful. And it shows that with our talent and, and, and perseverance and grit, we can um, push through. We can push through. So watching that, I was like, wow, we've been through some things. But it, it, for us to be here today... We we had to to learn and grow from a lot of tenacity and grit and perseverance from our ancestors, right? They they laid the foundation for us. They they gave us that those gene markers in our DNA that um, and give us that innate ability to overcome some things. And you know, if some of us have listened to it and. And grow from it, and pick up, and and live our lives. But then, you know, yes, we do have some that find it hard and um, don't know how to accept that part of them, and with that, fall into a negative space. And I like to say, as I said, um, God looks out for babies and fools, right? Um, I, have, I I actually not knowing it then. But knowing it now, as I have grown intellectually and spiritually, I have learned that I actually was listening to my intuition a lot more than uh, most people actually do. So when I was, my, my gut would tell me to, you know, uh, you know something was just to start to say it's time to go, I would have this feeling like it's time for me to go. Um, it was with good reason because something bad always happened after that or was about to happen. So. Um yeah, so it it was just if if you haven't seen it, um please take the time to watch it. And that's if you're a fan of Mary J. Blige. Most people, you know, it depends on what your genre of music is. So if you if you if you're not, that's fine. But if you're interested in people life and the different cultures and how people navigate through them, then by all means take that time out and watch it and, and learn about a culture that's been around you for years, and and learn something different about people that you know. Um, but yeah, so that that's that's what my life has brought to me. And as I said, I was I'm writing my book, and um, it just brought up a lot of of memories for me as far as growing up as a kid in Brooklyn. Um, I went to a Catholic school, so. Uh, I didn't have that public school experience, though I did try uh, my mom to beg her to allow me to go to public school. But um, if anyone went to school back in in in, in New York region at, at that time, year, so, uh, during the 80s, it public school was probably the same as it is now, um, a little worse. I, I don't honestly, I don't know who's which 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 generation. Uh, school is worse. I think it just it, it just escalated and then it falls back to the same and it escalates again. It's, it's like a teeter-totter back and forth. But um, some of the same things that was going on in the 80s are still going on now, you know, being beat up in the bathrooms, getting your face sliced, being thrown all these things. Um, And it's not to say that that's the norm and that's the culture, but it was an experience definitely for a lot of the public schools that were in the inner city in Brooklyn during the 80s and 90s. So um, I do thank my mom for having that um, foresight to send us to private school. It was a Catholic school. And we um, it, it definitely learned a lot about Catholicism, and uh, so my my brothers and my sisters and I all went through from daycare, I would say, all the way through high school. So we we've never had that experience. So our city experiences actually just really took place in the neighborhood, in the neighborhood. So. If you're really wondering why if I am from Brooklyn New York, I really am uh, I just i always how how I have people say um, you don't sound like you're from New York well, piss me off, and you'll hear that I'm from New York, but uh it's just because we went to different schools and um we weren't allowed to 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 use a lot of slang in the house and things like that so it's really hard for me to, um, to, to, to be in that place. And don't get me wrong. I do get into that place when I'm comfortable with a group of people and they're my friends and uh, we're, we're hanging, we're just chilling out. It's really easy for me to just go into, the, to, to me, to me. Um, not to say that this, that you're hearing and that we're talking isn't me. It is all me. It is on me. I have many layers, like we all do, to ourselves. And this is just another part of me. Get to know me. Get to talk to me. And we're talking real talk. I mean, I I, I, I curb my language for the podcast. Um, but honestly, once I'm comfortable with you, uh, exploratives really do fly. And uh, I, I always say that the Army has uh, taught me how to use my language colorfully. So, but I do try to to be mindful of the guests that are listening. So I do try not to swear very often, but it does slip out. Um, so, please forgive me. I do try, <laughs> but it's me. It's me, right? This is a podcast. It's about being your authentic self, and that's me being me. So depending on the conversation and the topic and who I'm talking to, my conversation and my tone will definitely change. And as you see during a, a simple podcast with just me, and depending on the topic, my conversation will change. And uh, so I just, I don't know. It's just one of those things that you look into you, and you present the you you that is appropriate for the situation how about that Um, because I like to say that it's not it's not that it's not you it is you 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 know it it, and people say oh you're being fake Um, no I'm not no one's being fake I'm not being fake no one else is being fake it's just the situation calls for a different presentation and it doesn't mean that I'm not bringing or you're not bringing your true self to the situation. It just means that I don't need to be loud and, and, and in anyone's face because it's not necessary. It is not necessary. Now, if I'm in a situation where, um, now, I have not been to a club in ever. Um, actually, have I ever been to a real club? Probably not. What? Most people will consider a club v f w is a club, but mm, yeah, not really a club um yeah i'm I'm not a sheltered person. no, never been to a club, not like the underground or Roxy kind of thing um my mom's type my mom's years studio fifty two those kind of clubs um, excuse me, studio fifty two where the hell am i studio fifty four um no. I'm going to say no. I've never been to any of those types of clubs. I am not that crowd person. Uh, As soon as it starts to become too many people, uh, Diana leaves. (laughs) Our intuition tells her it's time to go. So uh, I usually depart. But that, needless to say, doesn't mean that um, I, I couldn't go there. Or I have, I don't have an inclination to go there. I, I used to. Now, as an adult, it's not my my cup of tea. I rather go to a little uh, party and like a reception type party, and you know, dance a little bit and go home. Uh, that that's that's where I am in my life right now, and that's not good, bad, wrong, or whatever. It's just where you are. And um like I tell people when we are in healthcare, you meet your patients where you are, where they are. Mm, I meet myself where I am. And that's where I am right now. I'm really low key. I am just kind of that. I just want to go home, Netflix and chill and cuddle up with my husband and our four-legged baby and just relax check on the kids make sure they're safe where they should be and just chill that that's where I am in my life and I think I've always been there but um yeah I thought I've always been that old lady but then again I had children at the age of 20 and 22 so I had two kids so Um, I had to grow up really fast and get my priorities in order and partying and going to clubs and bars just wasn't on the itinerary during that time for me. And so um, those are the things I talk about in the book and how I've been in some really hairy situations and wondered how the hell I made it this far because God knows I did not expect to make it to 46. I barely expected it to make it to 20, let alone 46. So I feel very blessed to be here an additional 26 years past my stamped expectancy. And that was just me and looking at the situations and the things that I've been through that put that stamp on me. Um, I by no means, I, I mean, I guess I had a wild life, but it, it, for most people, my wild life was pretty mild, but it was wild for me. Um, but uh, I have to say that, yeah, it, it was, there were some dark times during there. And the reason why I can talk about it is because depression, mental health, all those things are, are rain true. Rain true, and it's just really hard to see past some things. And I don't know how I was able to make it past. I maybe it was just not my time, but it's really it's really hard to see yourself overcome those things. And now looking at current situations, and you know, during a pandemic and the rate of suicides and things like that, it's like man. I mean, who to say that that's still not a thing for for me, right? Because you can easily fall into that depression. And it's like you have to be mindful to take the time out and take that self-care and, and reevaluate you. And during this time, that, that's exactly what I did. I'm, I'm writing my book, telling my story. I'm out there acting and modeling, doing all these things that I am would never ever have thought i would do now ever and that i mean i grew up thinking i was the ugliest kid wasn't really validated at home i'm not even gonna say really i wasn't validated at home no one ever told me i was pretty i i barely got and i love you um i'm proud of you so it's it's one of those things i didn't have that feeling of self-worth and to put myself out there and be in the um, modeling game and, and acting, I am so proud of me. And I'm so proud of anyone who gets out there and does anything like that. Because, guys, those people on the TV screen make it look like it is so easy. And it is not. It is far from easy. I work my ass off to, to even get... inch of the caliber that most people are on TV Um, and I am just enjoying the ride I'm enjoying the ride and it not every day is perfect you know you get knocked down you get some no's you get rejections here and there and it's okay it's okay. And I'm learning. It's okay. It doesn't mean that you're not enough. It means that you're not what they're looking for at that moment. And I, I carry that with me in relationships as well. Right. Because we get so, so down on ourselves when we think about, oh, I've been rejected by this person and, you know, this person should really like me. I I gave them my best foot forward and, you know, I told them that this and, and did all these wonderful things for them. But you're not just for them. You're not for them at that moment, or for them at all. And so, if they're rejecting you, I've gotten to the the the, the place in my life where I'm like, eh, all right, I'm moving on. Um, and I think early on in my life, I didn't realize I was using that same um, mentality. I just, I mean, I felt the rejection, and the rejection hurt me and stood with me, um, but. It was one of those things where I was like, they're lost. And I just kept moving. But again, I I really can't explain how I got to this point. Um, But uh, all but the universe, God, all those entities that keep me and guide me, my ancestors, all of those individuals kept me afloat because um, honestly... Guys, I should not be here right now, (laughs) Um, but I'm grateful that I am. I am blessed to have two beautiful adult children. I am blessed to be married and I am blessed to be on a road that's, um, you know, just continue to manifest abundance, peace and prosperity. That's the road I'm on. And I just want to share my ride with everyone and hopefully somewhere in there. Um, there's that glimpse or glimpse of hope or that that ounce of you know what i, I can do it I, it's not going to be easy okay every day is going to be a struggle but i can do it and that that's just what i want to show people i want to share with the community and bring out to the community so i hope that with this as we go into season three that this this kind of transformation transforms somebody's life and I always say if I can touch one person I, I've done my job and then some So thank you so much for being a part of the soulful tribe and uh, I have merchandise coming yay and all these wonderful things coming down the pike so um, yeah so just keep on keeping and we will keep on keeping you. And I look forward to hearing back from everybody. And again, if you are looking to write your book, uh, Beautifully Screwed, she's a ghostwriter. Shannon Gaston, she's wonderful. Um, just let me know and I can definitely set you up with her. And if you're looking for anyone that needs tutoring services for nursing, uh, medical, health care, or if you need someone to do a community talk on health and wellness and just cultural diversity and inclusion, all those things, um, let me know. Reach out to Collins Education Resource Management. We are happy to help you, guide you on your academic endeavor. Uh, We do offer academic counseling as well. So thank you so much for everyone. And um, just we got some great things coming on down. So I look forward to hearing your feedback. Take care of yourselves and each other.